This is Three Valleys Radio coverage. Oh, what a shot that is! Of Yeovil Town Football Club, direct from Hewish Park. The heart is a blue. Shoots up through the stony ground. There's no room. No space to win in this town. You're out of luck. And the reason that you had to care, the traffic is stuck. And you're not moving anywhere. You thought you'd found a friend to take you out of this place. Someone you can lend a hand. Turn for grace It's a beautiful day Sky falls You feel that It's a beautiful day To make it away This is the Glover's Update Latest news from Hewish Parks. This week we've got no manager's press conference because, as most of you, I'm sure, are aware, the uh, COVID uh, pandemic has struck at uh, Hewish Park and they're having to go on a lockdown. So until that is over, obviously there will be no press conference. But we have got a conversation I had with the owner of the club, Scott Priestnell, and that is coming up right now. Scott, first of all, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate your time. We know you're a busy man. But um, what are 12 months? I mean, could you have ever envisaged a start to your ownership of Yeovil Town ending like this after a year? It's been a very, very strange time, hasn't it, for everybody? Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, been a, it's been a strange year to own a football club, but it's been a strange you know, year to be part of the human race, though, really. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's been a strange time for everybody. <laughs> We've all had to adapt. We've had to live a different life for a year, and hopefully we... Um, we're all we're all going to come out of it better and uh, um, and try and find a, a better normal. I keep saying now rather than a new normal. Mm, absolutely, but there's, there's been such a lot going on, you know, with the club and yourself and what have you. So I was wondering, and there's such a lot of fake news about as well, and a lot of comment, which in most cases is incorrect anyway. Could you just explain to the listeners exactly what this deal with South Somerset District Council is so that everybody can get it from the horse's mouth of exactly what's what's the score? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what what, what South Somerset District Council have done is, is 
provided us with an option to help the club in a difficult time. And we are in a difficult time, um, which has been caused by the pandemic. Um, it's a, we're, we're, in a fi- we're in a difficult financial position. We haven't got um, the, the revenue streams coming through from match days, from commercial revenues, um, even from league monies have, have not um, have been a, a what was expected. And um, so we are we are in a difficult situation, and, and um, it was, which is extremely disappointing because actually we were in a very good financial position coming into this season. At the end of last season, we had a really competitive budget, um, and, it, and things were looking looking good for us. But well, everyone's dealt with it in different ways. Um, I've obviously been looking at options and and taking forward. Um, ideas and and uh, planning proposals for the land for most of this year actually with the council already mm-hmm. um, and when I discussed you know the, the potential final financial distress that the club may get into because we're not necessarily in it right now but it is something that when you look ahead into cash flows and the financial position we're not a million miles away from you know reaching difficulties yeah um, they yeah. saw they saw how um, the positive the plans w- would be for that land and, and what it might look like and the fact that we were, we were putting something together that was for everybody, for the football club, for the community, um, for the area um, and doing it in a, in a sort of tasteful and, and creative way and creating a, a, almost like a, a hub to the centre of the community, which, which obviously would be the, the football ground being in the set, in the middle of it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they. Um, I spoke to. I spoke to both the CEO, um, of the council. I also spoke to Marcus Fish, our MP, um, and after many, many discussions back and forth, um, they put an option forward, which is, you know, obviously it's being billed as buying assets because they're buying the stadium and the land. Yes, that's what they are, but it's it's traditionally no, called a, a sale and lease back so they we are selling it to them and they are leasing it back to us mm-hmm. um but with the condition of having the opportunity to to buy the buy it all back um and it's just about making sure that we agree those terms and the provisions and uh, and and it works for the football club which I which I believe it will and and so do the council so um it's it's a cost effective solution to the football club it's um a good business in investment for the council um, and it still gives the football club the opportunity to realise the grand future that it, it deserves and that's a, a developed stadium and infrastructure and creating revenues outside of football which makes a massive massive difference to all football clubs especially at this level if we are if we've got revenue coming in um, outside of football, that's helping the, the football club and the football team. It's it's huge, and and those clubs that are doing that are having greater success than than those that are not. So it's important to me that we we do things right and we choose the best options for the club. And and I believe this is the best option for the club. Obviously, there's still a bit of work to do in terms of legals and things like that. But I was grateful to the local councillors for, for unanimously agreeing the deal. And I was also grateful to them to, uh, for, to putting it in the public domain so that it wasn't like we were trying to do some behind closed doors deal. It was, it's been out in the public. I've done all the supporters groups and and alliance meetings and it, it's smaller groups of, of people to, to try and get people you know, and supporters to understand my philosophy of why I think it's 
the right way to go. Um, I've even done that with individuals online when, when possible, when, I, when I've had time to be able to, you know, directly communicate with, with fans. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, ho- and hopefully, you know, people understand. Look, nobody wants to sell the crown jewels, as it's been, as it's been said. Um, and I understand that. And I wouldn't do, you know, I wouldn't be doing that um, in this, in certainly, you know, in this kind of commercial transaction. Um I'm, you know, I'm doing it because it still gives us the ability to control our assets and also reap the reward from them in the future. But the the actual football club, uh, as mm. opposed to the stadium, is not part of the mm-hmm. deal, is it? It is not. No. No, the, the, the football club stays um, owned by Yeovil Holdings Limited, which obviously I'm the majority shareholder. Yeah, yeah. And how soon do you hope it will be all completed and done and dusted? Well, that's down to the wonderful world of, of lawyers, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we, we, we've obviously got, we've both got good sets of lawyers and, and like I said, they started talking about it yesterday and hopefully they can they can get something done sooner rather than later. But um, um, but obviously it's like I said that the, ter- you know, the terms have to be right and I believe they will be, but we just need to get to that point really and it's just it's just stage step by step really mm. i mean i don't want to put words in your mouth but i mean would you would you expect it to be finished by the end of january or is that too soon uh i think it's feasible yes right okay fair enough um and do you know what the plans are as such for the land when when the whole thing has been done i i, I do um we uh, but it's but there's still flexibility at the moment so we've had various plans drawn up Mm-hmm. Uh, various ideas drawn up and we've got various business partners lined up as well and, and in discussion so we have had conversations with the planning department since january actually uh this year so we've been talking to them all year um to make sure you know what the criteria would be from our end if it were if it works from a policy point of view if it works from a community point of view what the feedback might be um, so we've done an awful lot of work. We've, we've, we've invested a lot of time and money um, this year into into moving, you know, forward drastically. I mean, we've moved forward so much in in the last year, and um, and we aren't far away from realising the true value of that land. And and will will there be any um, forthcoming revenue coming from the the projects on the land for the football club to help help with the, the club's costs? Absolutely. That's the, the plan. Is the plan is to, to have a, a project which um, obviously will be announced when it when we're at a position where we we we've got all the right partners involved, <clears throat> but it will be a project that works for the football club, for the community, for the council, for the local community. For supporters, for the for the football, it'll work for um, the football club on a short-term basis in terms of bringing in immediate capital to help us, um, re- you know, basically buy back our land and and stadium and um, and invest. It'll give us capital to be able to invest in the football side of things um, and potentially beyond. Um, but it also give us a mid to long-term strategy of of. You know whether that be commercial revenues or uh, you know future commercial rentals or whatever from mm. the site. It'll also help us from an accommodation point of view instead of having players renting houses all over the area. Yeah. We'll have a much more concentrated area 
like a, a, a players hub yeah. where they'll be able to stay on site. So it's, it, which saves the football club an awful lot. I mean, we, we put that money back into the playing squad alone. Mm. It would drastically make a big difference to, to, to what we're spending on players. So it, it's, it's very, very, you know, these things are very, very important to the football club and it's about getting the right balance. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, you know, and I think that, that's certainly important. And I remember, um, you know, during my 15 years working for, for John Fry, every year we, we kind of started the season off with a discussion. And that discussion was, right then, AD, how are we going to make another £500,000 this season? And that was not counting, obviously, FA Cup ties or, or selling a player. I mean, do you feel that that's, that's the sort of dilemma that you're faced with, but this will actually help to cure that dilemma? Uh, I... I... I mean, if I'm honest with you, we haven't had that dilemma because we've been quite, you know, apart from when we when we first came in, you know, the budget that was set by our predecessors wasn't really the, the viable budget moving forward. So we were mm. aware very quickly that, you know, what was required for the season and, and that was invested. Um, but actually, we look at it in a different, you know, I, I want this, you know, I want a football club that, that the community and supporters are proud of. You know, it's not about who owns it or who's chairman or who sits on the board and who has what position. It's about the fact that it's got a, the ability to be self-sustainable and look after itself. So it's around forever, yeah. rather than rather than around until a, a, it gets an irresponsible owner who does something stupid or an owner that doesn't really know what they're doing uh, or is not commercial, etc., um, etc. Et uh, you know, my my philosophy has always been to create a create a proper business model for this football club. Mm. We have that. Um, we just have to get there, and it's very, very achievable. Um, and but it, it'll just take some time. And while we do that, while we're doing that, we're trying to be as competitive as possible. Um, and uh, we've, we're having a difficult season, but uh, we're hoping it'll get better. And uh, and this, you know, everything we're doing is working towards making the football club better, and mm. uh, uh, and working towards that end goal. And and we continue to do that. I've always, um, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth again, so please don't think I'm trying to do that. But will it, is it safe to say that the, the deal will secure the financial future of the club? Or is that too, you know, sweeping it, it a will, statement? It will, it will safeguard the, the short-term financial of the club, yes. So for the, for the next sort of two or three years, it will certainly. Mm. Um, and in that time, it gives us... A, it gives us the time to to realise the value of, of of the land and assets that we have, um, and uh, and take it forward. And, and that is plenty of time to do so. So the club, as such, is not for sale then, unless I suppose somebody came and offered offered absolutely stupid money, sort of thing. It's, it's just well, a... it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I have this conversation all the time. And I, obviously, having worked in, in in football for 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 a time before this, and and then, and obviously in sport generally. Um, Everything's always for sale. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know, every club. You know, you speak to any club. They're all. They're, there's never a time where a club is not for sale, unless the the owner is ridiculously wealthy and has no interest and does it because he loves it. It's his club. You know, clubs are always for sale. They're, they're, but that, there's a big difference between a club being available for sale and somebody actually being able to buy it. Mm. And and that and that's that's where. All clubs are until until somebody puts the, the you know the yeah. right level of commitment because it's not just about buying the shares of the of the of the football club. It's about having the, the desire and 
the capabilities to keep it going yeah. and yeah. um and that's and that's what you always have to look at and and that's why it's been so disappointing this year with the pandemic that it's it's just taken it out that step outside of our of our gra- uh, you know of our grasp and mm. out of a lot of clubs grasp you know we're not the only club that are looking at you know certain measures at the moment in these difficult times yeah. you know obviously uh, my position in, in football these days i understand the difficulties a lot of clubs are having mm. um you know, and then and then, League One and two clubs get a fifty million pound bailout. Um, you know, we've obviously had a bailout, but it, it's by nowhere covered our losses, and and that's also well documented as well. That um, yeah. we get, you know, we get a bailout, and it's it's not, um, it doesn't, it hasn't uh, benefited the clubs the way that it was meant to. Um, so so look, it's 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 difficult, and um, you know, I've I've entertained a. A few, I think I've said it before. A few conversations I've been approached by, mm. um, literally three or four weeks after probably taking after the club, somebody approached me. You know, it happens all the time in football. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they never, you know, it doesn't mean that it's a serious opportunity. But as far as you're concerned, then you're here for the long term. That's that's the basic bottom line. I, I've always said. I've always said I love being involved in this football club, um, and while I believe that I can, I'm the right person to take it forward. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, right now I do think that I'm the right person to take it forward. I think I've done, I believe that I've done a, a good job today and I've been transparent um, and I believe I've done the right things for the football club and I'll continue to do so. But like I've said it many times, if there is somebody out there that believes they've got more money than we have, have got a, a, a better plan um, and can take this football club further, I would never stand in anybody's way because... You know, th- th- this is a football club, and it's a community yeah. thing rather than rather than just a business. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a business, and business is important. Um, so, so it has to tick. It has to tick those boxes. So that, and I think that's why football clubs do change hands. But you know, I've always been committed. I'm completely committed, um, and I will do until that, until that's changed. Long may it continue. Um, moving on to the playing side a little bit. Um, it's been a very difficult start for Darren. Um, you know, loads of injuries, which nobody can, you know, legislate for that sort of thing. But does does Darren still have your full confidence and support? Absolutely. I mean, why, you know, you know, I've I've said this before. I've, uh, Darren was my man when I came in. I was fortunate enough to appoint him before we took over. Um, I still think he's one of the best coaches, uh, or best young coaches, out there. Not just at this level, but higher. Um, you know, he was successful last season in, in his first season. It's been difficult this season. Um, but we've not been quite at the races. You know, obviously, we've mm-hmm. got a lot of the squad that we had from last year. And you're right, we've had some injuries. But we haven't just been able to, to add that bit of quality in the right areas that, that would have helped us. And, and that's been a financial thing as well as not being able to find the right players. Um, we've added some. We've added good quality into it now, and we're always looking. But we we obviously have to do. I mean, we we our playing budget is running a lot lower than it was last season, and a lot lower than what was in what was in our pre-season budget. Um, and that again is down to the pandemic. So, you know, while I know Darren has had, you know, his critics, um, I'm absolutely confident that those boys are absolutely perform. You know, they they believe in him. They want to play for him. Um, 
And if I thought anything different, that's when I get a difficult decision. But I don't think I'm anywhere near that at the moment. I think our performance to show, especially the last game and also you know, previous games that we may not have won. Yeah. You know, our performance to show that the players are fighting. Um, you know, OK, we need to get back to the kind of quality that we had last season, that we showed at times and, and the dominance we had on the ball. But I think we'll get there. It's but you know, it's been a really strange season, especially with no supporters. Our players feed off supporters in such a big way. Um, but I, I, it's not just about believing in Darren. It's about believing in the players. That, you know, they're my players as much as they're Darren's players. You know, mm. you know, I've been a part of, of the recruitment, of the process. OK, believing in Darren in, 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 in a lot of it. But, you know, I watch the games. You know, I see how these guys have evolved. You know, and um, I, it, they just need, at the moment, we've, we've, we've gone through a difficult time. We haven't come out of that yet. One win doesn't change where we're at. Um, we need to get two, three, four, five wins on the board. You know, we need to start progressing over the next mm. couple of months. Um, and Darren will get the support that he that he needs, and and the players will. You know, players are, will get the support, and that's where I think return of supporters will be massive for us because, you know. It's in a difficult times. You need your home support. Yeah, yeah. But of course, this this when I say COVID lockdown, I mean you know the the, the local one at the club couldn't have come at a worse mm. time. Really, just straight after we got our first win and get the monkey it off the back. And, you know. It's just bad luck at the moment, isn't it? I, I said mm. this to somebody the other day. We're just going through some bad luck at the moment. And you know, last year we we had a lot of good luck at time, and we'll get that good luck back. You know. We will get it by working hard. You know, you, you work hard, you get your rewards. And mm. there's no doubt that our boys are working hard. I mean, you know, they're doing Zoom training. You know, while they're at home, they're still training. They're still doing Zoom training. Yeah, uh, it's difficult. You know, and it's again, it's another barrier. But I also think it gives them opportunity of of, of camaraderie. You know, mm. of, of being together, of 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 um, um, of doing it one for all, and sort of a siege um, mentality. And, and, Exactly, but we've got to do it with quality. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, you know, Darren and I have very, very honest conversations about some of our performances, where we've been, and we don't have, we don't sit there talking about whether he's the right man. We talk about how we move it forward because collectively, across the whole football club, we are a team and yeah. we have to work together and everybody at the football club supports what Darren and the players are doing and, and, and as the supporters, I hope, should and do and the majority of them do. I get a lot more messages of support than I do from supporters being critical. Yeah, well, that's that's encouraging, isn't it, really? Um, I've got one final question, well, two final questions, basically. Um, your your position with the league, National League Management um, Committee, whatever they they class themselves as, are you happy with that, or do you feel? Because I see they've appointed a new interim chairman. Is there any any sort of discord at they've, the top they've, top level? They've, they've, they've appointed a new they've they've appointed a new interim general manager because um, the CEO is yeah, the CEO is is, is moving on. Right. Um, but they appointed an independent panel. Um, to to relook at the distribution model of of national lottery funds, oh, I see, um, yeah. and that was definitely the, and that was definitely the right thing to do. Am I happy doing? I'm, I'm happy that I'm on the inside of the league rather than outside because last season I was very much outside of the league structure, and I much prefer being inside. Mm -hmm. I do I do you know I do feel at times that I'm a kind of lone wolf on that board, um, you know, fighting for. Um, things that not just the things that are right for for my club but also things that, are, that i believe are right in general and i'm a very 
sort of I believe that I'm a you know a principled person and, and I just want to do things up. But there's some very credible there are some really credible people on that board and it's good to learn from some of them. Um but it's also, you know, good to have um you know your your view and and have a, an input into how the the league is this league is structured and um, so yeah I, I I do enjoy it but it is we've had a, obviously with the pandemic has brought an, a lot more board meetings um, has brought a lot more things that needed doing so actually takes up a lot more of your time than you maybe have expected but um, like I said they're good people on that board and they're always trying to uh, trying to work in the right direction and uh, as as I am. Did did you feel though that the the split of the money was was slightly um, top heavy in in favour of some clubs and not others and you know with clubs that are getting sort of eight hundred gates well, my, compared with ours? My, my my view is it, I mean I've never I haven't really come out in the press and, and done it because I've, I've allowed the board to kind of process but I, I have been the one on that board um, campaigning for change, campaigning for a review, campaigning for a lot of other clubs actually that have called me maybe. 20 20 plus clubs dissatisfied that um and they're the things that you you know obviously our club being one of those you know dissatisfied clubs and um and i'm still hoping hoping that that gets resolved uh, they've got very you know some very credible people on an independent board but yeah i i, I, I there's no secret that i i believe that the initial distribution model is completely flawed is not fit for purpose um, and I believe it should have been changed long before now. Mm. But is, um, is there hope it be- that it will be now? It, it is, it, I, I think we're as close as, as possible, but again, you, you have to wait to see what these the reports and these committees say. Yeah, quite. But um, um, you, just, you just never know. But it, it hasn't helped us through October and November, which is the most difficult thing, because if we'd have had a more... Um, a more calculated, a more um, gate-related um, revenue model, we would have probably been more competitive during October and November because we'd have had a lot more money like some of the other clubs have. Yeah. And there's no secret that there are a lot of clubs in the National League that have had an awful lot more money than their losses were. Mm. Um, and that's been one of the most disappointing things, and which is why I'm particularly disappointed that um, it didn't get, it's not been resolved or it's not got to this independent panel sooner. Well, at least you're in a position to be able to influence it in some way, anyway, which is it must be important, really. So uh, you know, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> are you enjoying the challenge, though? Uh, look, a lot. It's been. I, I think there should be no underestimation about how difficult this job has been over this year. But it's. But that is the case in so many businesses and in so many walks of life. So I don't believe that. It's been any more difficult to the challenges a lot of other people have had, you know, through this pandemic. But I love being involved in football. I love being involved with this um, with this club. Uh, I love, I've, I've especially enjoyed how the support have, have embraced me as the chairman and have supported me, um, even in the you know even in these difficult times. Um, and um, you know, I hope to be involved with the club for a long time, and um, I certainly look forward to being a Yeovil supporter for the rest of my life. You know, and that's what it has given me in a very short period of time. Yeah, well, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon, Scott. Appreciate it, and uh, for being so open and honest. And um, 
yeah, I wish you a very happy Christmas, and let's hope. Yeah, no good. worries. Merry Christmas to you, and happy Christmas to all the listeners and our supporters. I hope um, everybody has a, um, a fantastic Christmas in difficult circumstances, but um, hopefully we get into the new year and 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 things get brighter and. Uh, more prosperous. Pardo Solicitors, the friendly law firm based in the heart of Somerset with offices in Yeovil, Taunton and Bridgewater with a strong ethos of helping those in our community. If in doubt, check it out with Pardo's on a free no obligation call or subscribe to our free podcast, The Friendly Law Podcast. For more information, call 0800 862 or visit pardos.co.uk. Pardo Solicitors, looking after you, your family and your business. At AJ Wakeley and Sons Family Funeral Directors, we know the importance of compassion and integrity. We also know how unfamiliar decisions can be so difficult at a time of family bereavement. We can provide a steadying influence just when you need it, guiding and helping you make the right decisions to reflect the kind of funeral that your loved one deserves. Visit our website, www.ajwakely.com, for more information or call Clive Wakely on 01935 479913. Whether you're a one-man or one-woman band just starting up or a large established business, Chalmers Accountants offer a range of expert services tailor-made to your needs. They have over 100 years' experience of helping businesses of all sizes and provide a one-to-one service with your own personal account manager at one of their three local branches. For expert advice on how to make your business more successful, visit chalmersaccountants.co.uk and book your free initial consultation. Well, that was uh, Yeovil Town Chairman and owner Scott Priestel talking to me this afternoon about the situation at the club in general. And that's all we've got for you this week on Glover's Update, but uh, please make sure you keep tuned to Three Valleys Radio if you want to keep in touch with Yeovil Town Football Club. is a blue shoots up through the stony ground there's no room no space to win in this town you're out of luck and the reason that you had to care the traffic is stuck and you're not moving anywhere you thought you found a friend Take you out of this place Someone you can lend A hand in return 